authenticity, man, like that is always the answer. It is always best to show up as yourself. One, you can sustain it, right? Like to your point, that's an everyday thing. You got to put something up on them Instawebs, on your, uh, specifically Instawebs, every single day. You got to put something up with some sort of consistency on that YouTube, you know, what, whatever platform. And I remember, you know, hearing this secondhand about something that Eva Chen said, it needs to be what happens naturally in your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to It Takes a Village. I'm your host, Delina Medhin, and this is the most personal I have ever been. It Takes a Village is a time capsule collection. 10 intimate episodes where I share with you the people that have guided almost every business decision I've made. In 2008, I began my career as a makeup artist, taking on clients in the evenings and weekends, trying to fit it around my nine to five job. And in 2015, I made the, I wish it was hard, but I was tired of working for somebody else's decision to quit that corporate job, that corporate six figure job and fully commit to being a self-employed entrepreneur. That's where the roller coaster of finances, belief in myself, and how much I was willing to endure for my dream was really put to the test. When we see social media, we always look at the end result. But this collection is a deep dive into the process. To my aspiring entrepreneurs, this is my open love letter to you. The most important thing I did was to get around like-minded people. People who believe in themselves have the ability to inspire you to believe more in yourself. My dream for you is to develop an unshakable belief in your own ability to win and to identify your own personal village so you can become. Let's get into it. Danielle, my friend, I'm so happy that you're here. Um, I mean, we've had a friendship for such a long time. It feels like basically since I came to New York, I was like, baby Delina, you were like baby Danielle here in the city, like figuring it all out. And there's been so much that has happened within like your career, my career, like just like the pivots that we've made. And I feel uh, really comfortable in saying like our friendship has always really been built on authenticity. And um, it's really given me a lot of strength in making decisions. I always feel like I can come to you, whether I'm feeling powerful or whether I'm not feeling quite as powerful or I'm feeling like, you know, like I need some strength, I can come to you and we can talk about it. So I kind of want to start with, um, thank you for being here. I, you know I love you, and I um, am a fan, and I tell you and anybody else, and so it's a pleasure to share the space with you. I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited, too. I want to start with how we met. I think we met, did we meet at PYP? Were you I presenting? I feel like it was the summit. <laughs> I was doing my class on, uh, what was that, 2014, 2015, something like that, yeah. and I was doing my class on... Um, pitching for uh, on-air spots. Uh, I had some experience in Baltimore, where I'm from, uh, pitching to to like Good Morning, I mean, uh, Good Day Baltimore, and uh, I had also pitched quite a bit to Essence to do like editorial stuff and print, and also digitally. And I felt like you know all of it was so connected to the package, right? Like what you present, because we all get questions from people being experts in the in the industry, and so I. Um, yeah, I was teaching that class and you were there and we got the chance to connect. And then after the class, I feel like we connected for brunch back when I lived like up uptown. Yes, we yeah. did. So both of us have the same mentor, Crystal Wright. And uh, we met, okay, so we met at PYP Summit, which was, I think she only had one. Did she have more than one PYP Summit? Yeah, I think it was, was it Connecticut? Yeah, it was Connecticut. It was definitely Connecticut. Connecticut. It, it was no later, I mean, I'm a, 
it maybe it wasn't 2014 because I had just gotten to New York then, but like 2015, 2016, it was early. Like, yeah, it's been years. I just remember meeting you and just being like, wow, this girl is so put together. Like you had your pixie cut, your red lip. In fact, you look just like you look today, honestly. <laughs> it's like time hasn't even moved. <laughs> I will send you the check in the mail for saying that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I remember you were talking about branding. Like you've always had a very good understanding of branding and like how to really present your brand. And I remember you showing us different um Instagram and you were like can you tell if this person is a makeup artist just by looking at their page mm -hmm. and I was like this is so smart I didn't even think about it. you know how something's like the, the smartest things are typically the ones where you're like that makes so much sense and it's like it doesn't require extra questions yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. Yeah. so you were presenting that and I was like did you always want to be on on television or like was that always your interest or tell nope. me more about that it's it's so funny I had no does I had no desire to do what I did on TV and also what I do now on the smaller screen with you know all the live streams and all the shows that I kind of do at this point and a friend of mine reached out to me she worked at the news station and they needed an artist to do something and I've always been somebody who could um, present right like my whole my roles I've always been in people-centered roles I've always been in jobs that require me to communicate and she was like hey you know we need to we, I need you to do the thing that you do in real life T tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And I was like, okay. But you know, I had never envisioned myself in that space until I did it. And when I did it the first time, I was like, wait, this is literally what I do. There are nuances that, you know, there's certain things that are different. Like there aren't people there outside of like the one to two, depending on what, if you're doing news, the one to two people that you're talking to, or if you're going live on QVC or on Instagram, like the screen you're speaking to that has millions of people behind it. But I just realized that what I do on a day-to-day -day basis in real life also happened to translate across the screen when I was given the opportunity, which really is the importance of us giving each other opportunities to blossom into what we see in each other. You know what I mean? Like some, a friend of mine saw in me that I was capable of communicating across that barrier of the television and she gave me a shot. And, you know, I took that shot and I ran with it. That's but it wasn't so something cool. that I had seen for myself initially. Were you always a beauty girl? Because I, I don't even know if that's something that I even knew. Like right now, like I feel like I'm finding out new stuff. <laughs> no, I, was, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a big beauty girl. I used to think that I was going to grow up and be um, Whitney Houston. And, um, but I was like, I'm not going to wear any makeup. Like if I go on television as a singer, I'm going to go on there and like fresh Hold on, pause. You sing? <laughs> Danielle I, in the shower every night I sing to Logan <laughs> Danielle I did not know this like for real you can sing I had no idea I did I sang all through high school um oh we traveled gosh. to Italy a couple of times <laughs> we also have a CD <laughs> that is amazing this is like a secret talent I feel like I'm like meeting <laughs> you again well it's secret to me anyway I do sing and, and I, I, I don't know that I ever wanted to be like a superstar singer but okay. I did know that if I was ever going to appear on television in, <laughs> as talent, I was like, I ain't wearing no makeup. Cut to today. Hello. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I got into beauty. I was working in marketing in DC at the time. And I would always do my friends makeup in college. And you know, if there was a fashion show, I'd slap a little blue shadow on somebody and call it a look. And uh, <laughs> so I was working in marketing and I decided to go to, to makeup school. I was like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I want to learn how to 
like sanitation rules and how to really understand the theory behind beauty. And so that's what I did. I, I jumped into that school and sort of never looked back from there. How many years had you been doing it? Because I know you worked at a counter. And I think you were a manager at a counter. So I started working in beauty around 2009, right? And then I was teaching, I was working in marketing and then I was teaching kindergarten and third grade. And, but I was also doing events, you know, cause in Baltimore you have like, you know, political stuff for weddings. I was doing that. And then I left teaching and started working at Mac and um, went from freelancing to managing a counter in Maryland. Hey Baltimore. Um, <laughs> and then I, I think I was there for about a year in the management role. And then we moved here. I had been coming back and forth to New York to assist um, some amazing artists, one artist in particular who I love, Danielle today, there have been so many women in particular, there have been so many black women in particular who have pulled back the curtain to show me what was available because I, I otherwise wouldn't have known. You know, my friend Sheena pulled back the curtain and said, I want you on TV. Um, Elena, the artist that I assisted, pulled back the curtain and said, come and watch me at Good Morning America. And those have been such pivotal moments in my life because they reminded me, not even reminded me, they introduced me to a whole other world of opportunities that I, you know, just never knew were available to me. So I, after kind of coming back and forth from Baltimore to New York to assist Elena whenever I could, we finally decided to just move here and I jumped in, you know, feet first to the freelance game. That's yeah. amazing. We, so it sounds like we actually started doing makeup around the same time because I believe... I want to say my first counter job was around 2008, mm -hmm. 2007, 2008. It was like right around the time that I finished college. And I remember being like, okay, like this is something I'm interested in, but similar to you, I don't know. I always knew I wanted to run my own business, which I think you and I have always had this kind of like mm -hmm. entrepreneur, entrepreneurial like mindset yeah. in terms of working for ourselves. And I think that that's like our, like our, through line, like our thread, like in the way of being connected. I always knew I was interested in that, but I didn't necessarily know if like makeup was going to be that thing. I mean, I heard of Sam Fine, but he was like the myth, the legend, like, you know what it's, I mean? It's, it's, it's access. It's, it's, it's access. Any opportunity I have to show somebody something else is, that's the key. And I think that that, and that is because so many people have exposed me to things. Crystal, you know, like Crystal exposed me to the business. I remember calling home the, the, the first day after um, I took the PYP summit in 2012. And I was like, yo, <laughs> I, I am good. I could come home today. Literally the, the wealth of knowledge that she has dropped on today about the money we're supposed to be asking for, the rates that are available, the type of jobs that are available, that is what I paid for. And we had three, two days left. It was a three-day course at the time. So, but excess, always excess. Which is why yeah. I taught that class because I'm like, this isn't a secret. This isn't just for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know how to do this. And I've also been blessed with people being like, hey, come do that over here. So when Crystal was like, can you teach this? I was like, absolutely. I have no problem giving away what I've learned because that has been what's benefited me throughout my entire career. The pulling back the curtain, creating the space. I mean, that's really what inspired me to have these kind of conversations because I was just like, there are people that make you feel seen in your life that allow you to kind of like expand. Like they, like you said, they pull back the curtain, but they just create space. Like, mm -hmm. and they, and they don't have to shrink themselves in order to create the space. They just, they're just like, no, 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 no. Like become bigger, be a bigger yeah. version of yourself. You know what I mean? And, and I feel like 
understanding who those people are and how you identified them is the key to success. It's not just like the knowledge. It's also like all the like feel good conversation, the mm-hmm. people that you're around that have good intentions, yep. in my opinion, leading with passion versus leading with like money and income. I pr- firmly believe that like money will come, but just yep. like passion has to be the like stake in the ground, you know? Yep. If, so, if you're connected to it, we can literally do any job. You and I can do any job and make money and make a lot of money, right? We choose this because we want to. Because life is better when you're doing something that you enjoy the majority of the time. Because this work that we do is also work, right? Like the whole notion of when you do what you love, you don't work a day in your life. Like, I don't, I don't agree with that sentiment. I understand the sentiment. But there are times when the things I love to do exhaust me. And the reason why I keep doing them is because I love them. The action really allows us to create the money that comes. But work is work, even when you love it. It's work, you know? It's work. It's work for sure. So met you, you were teaching this class and I was just like, whoa, this is so cool. I was like, this is amazing that she's like pitching people. I was like, it's like, she's combining sales and makeup. And then you're right. And then, so then we met, you said, what was it? Coffee shop? When did we meet after that? I I remember meeting, I don't remember where, but I just remember us like kind of chatting on the side and then connecting in real life. I, I mean, you're a very interesting person. So I was always very interested in like what you were up to. Like you had, like, you remember coffee shops and laptops? I mean, we can't go to coffee shops right now. <laughs> I'm devastated. Coffee culture. I still have it, but girl, coffee shops are a non-factor. So I'm just in here making coffee. Just here, just here at home making coffee. Well, I mean, you did that ASMR coffee thing the other day, which is really funny. Thank you. I'm trying and to get amazing. Oh, <laughs> 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 I'm in the kitchen, you know, how that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I knew why I wanted to connect with you. Why did you want to connect with me? (laughs) Because you are so dynamic, period. Before, first off, you are doing some amazing things now, but I I feel that you are just a dynamic woman. And and I learn, even presently, I just, I learned so much from you just in our interactions. I can give you an example, as a matter of fact. You have an ability to um, accept positive praise. <laughs> and that is something that I have been inspired by you to do, to, to kind of reflect on myself. I think that, you know, lots of us are um, uncomfortable when people sing our praises or when people congratulate us for a thing or, or sort of remind us of our magic. I'm, I'm very intentional with who I talk to and I'm very intentional with how we interact with one another. More so what you bring to the table in terms of the, your communication style. And you've just always been someone who was direct, who was dynamic, and who also has a self-reliance that comes across. And, and that's something that I've picked up from you just based on our conversations, independent of the amazing things you're doing as an artist and professional. So, you know, it's because you were dynamic. I, I wanted to connect with you. There's an energy that I resonate with, that I resonate within, and I, I still think is a connection between us. I just thought that you were somebody who would be good to know personally. Yeah, I felt, I mean, I feel completely exactly the same about you. I'm, I, I'm asking you that question not in like a self-indulgent way. I was asking that question because I feel like I was so new to New York. And you know, when you're new here, it's like people are like, so what have you done? What are you doing? What are you up to? You know what I mean? And I feel like I never got that kind of energy from you. You're just like, oh, you're cool. Let's hang out. (laughs) And it was just so like open and chill. And like, it was just like, we would talk about what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go. And even then, I, re- I remember, I mean, this is back when you were living in Inwood. And I remember you being like, yeah, girl, you know, I just be on the A train. And you're like, but you know what? I'm not going to be doing, I'm not going to be doing this makeup thing forever. 
You know, like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be carrying these brushes on this on this train. And that was the first time I had met somebody who I was like, she's really talented. She's really good at doing makeup. And she's like, this is not a forever thing. I got to figure out a way to pivot this, this whole thing because I have other things I want to work on. And at the time I was like, huh, so interesting. Because you know, I mean, I used to be like, you were one of the first people I would always refer people to, not just because of your skill, but also because of your attitude and the way that you show up. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't realize that in this industry, the reason why you get hired is not just because you're, you're talented. Like that's, to be honest, I, I would even say that's a close second. Mm-hmm. It's like, do they actually like you? Like, does your client actually like with you? you? Yep, that's true. Do they want to hang out with you? Better. I think that it's tied to, you know, what one of the things I think you and I both love about this work is that it's tied to how they feel when they leave the chair and how they feel when they leave the chair is tied to the work you've done, but also the person you are, right? Like what energy are you bringing into that space? Because they are so vulnerable, especially when you get, you know, to working with top tier clients, you know, and when I say top tier, I mean like celebrity clients who have something to lose if there's the wrong energy in the space. You want to feel like you can let your hair down and feel safe. And, and all of those things are connected. You're right. I think that energy in a space has a lot to do with it. What do you think like allows you to be so positive? I say this to you all the time, but I think one of the things that I admire about you is that it's like you make the positivity so big that it turns into like people have to be happy if they're there. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, they can't, they don't even have this, <laughs> they don't even have the space to like bring any kind of negativity. It's almost like a protective barrier over the conversation because it can be good, right? Like I, I, I'm trying to not be vague, but conversation can be good. And then all of a sudden it can turn, it can like take a left turn and you're like, whoop, and you're like, oh my gosh, how did we get here? Yeah. You want to bring it back. But you can't because it's like, sometimes it's hard. But for you, I feel like they start turning and you'll be like, like, we're going to go right back to straight, <laughs> straight and narrow. And pop. how do you do that? Can we talk about that? <laughs> I love so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think that, um, I, it's just a lifestyle for me, girl. I feel like. I just don't match energy. And I, I, and I, and that is really important to me. Like, I just want to show up as the same Danielle all the time. Right. And it just, and I also know that people at any given point, whether they are hurting you, whether they are hurting themselves are doing the best that they can in that moment. And I swear to you that for me has allowed me to see people peopling and to be like, I'm gonna let you deal with that because you have to but that doesn't have anything to do with this. And so I'm here in this capacity. And if we happen to be able to get on the vibe again, then perfect. But like, you know, you read on social media, like, you know, people say, I'm gonna meet you where you are. Like, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm literally not like, I'm gonna be, this is where I'm at. Like it's yellow chair energy. All right. Like do you, and no judgment, because again, I know you're doing your best. I know you are because I'm not happy hundred percent of the time. But what I know is that what I go through, the ebbs and flows that I go through are not going to be dictated by the energy and a space I enter, right? Like if I'm having a tough day because I'm a human being and that's part of life, I'm going to have that tough day and still sort of dig through the crate and see if I can find something to hold on to that's positive. And when I come into a space, when I come into a conversation, like my mom, like I will never forget, I was like in my twenties and I called her and I was like, you know, I just have to thank you because you have been the blueprint for being yourself 
Like it, it's not a thing that I feel like comes naturally to most of us. It does when you're younger, right? And then you mature and the world tells you who you should be and you pick some of that up and you take it with you. And the thing I love about my mother, like hate it or love it, like right or wrong, like she shows up as herself all the time. And I had to just thank her for that because there are times when I'm in spaces where I show up and I'm like, okay, you know, I, I just looked at my diary literally yesterday, my journal. I was like, you know, sometimes you feel like you're too much and sometimes you feel like you're not enough. And she has mastered the art of just being who she is in all spaces. And, and, and I draw strength from that when I'm mm -hmm. in space where I feel like, oh, uh, you know, apprehensive about bringing my whole self or not bringing enough, you know? Yeah, I love that. It, it, do you feel like you've always seen that strength in her or do you feel like you see it now more because you're, you know? Definitely I, in my adulthood. In my right. adulthood and only because I see her as a woman who happens to be my mother and not this sort of person on a pedestal who knows everything. Like I fully understand that she and I are, you know, still growing together. And at this stage in our relationship, I just happen to be an adult. And so there are certain experiences that we've shared individually that bring us closer together. So I, I, I see her as a woman. And since I saw her as a human, independent of being my mother, I really have a newfound respect for her, the person and for what she provided me and still does for me and, you know, and for Logan. It's, it's a beautiful thing to witness her as a woman. Yeah, I love that. As much as I'd like to say that I can like control the energy in a space, I'm an adjuster. Mm -hmm. So I'm built in this way where I lean positive, right? But I have to be very careful with who I spend time with because I adjust to the level of the person that I'm with. I don't think it's just something that I've noticed about myself, right? Mm -hmm. So being around people like you, it's almost like being with a superhero. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause you're just like, er, we're not doing this today. <laughs> like you go, you go get this yellow chair energy. So, so, you know, I mean, this is the thing. I feel like, you know, we've known each other for such a long time. I remember you telling me, you're like, don't dim your shine when you walk into a room. Do you remember telling me that? You got a lot of quotables, girl. Oh, girl. <laughs> The Danielisms. That what I can't. I can't take credit for that one. I'm sure that would trickle down for somebody else. But yeah, but you. But you told me you were like, don't you know? Because I was telling you, I was like, you know, sometimes I walk into a room, and I'm still working on that now. Because I feel like, you know, you walk into rooms with people. Do I feel like I'm less than anybody? No, but I feel like sometimes. I get uncomfortable if the energy is focused on like, oh wow, that girl is kind of cool. Like, who is she? Da, da, da. Like, I'm nervous that that energy is going to be perceived negatively from mm -hmm. clients and I remember telling you that very early on in my career and you being like girl you just better show up and be you and don't do. think about that you remember that I do yeah and you were like just be you and it and it was so powerful because I needed that reminder seeing you I know when you show up right it's like Danielle you have presence like you walk into a room people are like who's that you know so it's very um encouraging to be around someone like you and protective in a way <laughs> I, I my mama bear does come out and that was even before i actually had a child i've always been like <laughs> i don't know that is the energy that i i feel that i give off to <laughs> yeah it's no it's beautiful it's really beautiful i'm trying to figure out what like flipped it in terms of like because i don't think i I, don't, I wouldn't say that we're not both open people i think we are we're quite open but in terms of like we go wide but in terms of going deep it's with very few 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. I come back to authenticity all the time. Like that word is so important to me. I didn't necessarily identify that that was the word that I was looking for, but mm-hmm. I found that I don't have any friends that are like exactly the same. They're all like different people, but, and, and they all have very like, you know, strong personalities, very like intense, very powerful people. But I think that's what I'd probably say about you. Like, what do you, what do you think like kind of drew us together as friends? I think that we are, we have lots of similarities and I think that we have, we're also very different too. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and like the way we execute certain things or the way we look at things. Right. And I feel like there's this really beautiful sort of seesaw effect that happens where, you know, you pour into me and, and I, and you pour into me on purpose. Sometimes you tell me, you remind me who I am and what I have to offer. And, you know, I hope to serve the same role for you. And I think that in addition to that, we just vibe, like we have a very similar energy. Mm -hmm. I also think we're at a very similar place in our lives personally. I think that that's something that really connected us. Um, And also just being in this beauty thing, me kind of transitioning to the, the business side and growing and learning that with the help of you and your complete honesty with me about certain things, certain times I'm pushing boundaries and whatever, you know, I think that all of that was the perfect storm for us to build something completely independent of the work we do that also complements the work we do. Right. When I was thinking about doing this conversation with you, I figured we were going to talk about beauty a lot, but I've realized just even in the first like 10 minutes of us having this conversation, I was like, our friendship is based on a lot of things outside of beauty, mm-hmm. but it's also like connected to yeah. beauty at the same time. It's like, just to even go deeper. I think you and I have an interest in business and marketing, sales, the understanding of entrepreneurship, like behind just showing up and like doing makeup. And, and honestly, I didn't know any other black women that were doing beauty segments. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I feel like in terms of opening up a curtain, like you did that for me. I didn't know that that was a thing. You've done some really big things with the brand that you've been working with, you know, like in terms of like doing things with QVC and like being able to un- like, like selling products, like that's wild. Like I, like we were talking about that the other day, just in terms of like the the fast pacedness of like how that whole world works. Yeah. And I've had some amazing experiences. I, I have, and I, I remember saying to myself, you know, like lots of my dreams have come true, and some of them I didn't even know I had, right? And and that's really the story of my beauty life. You know, from starting to do makeup because I liked it to. I launched a lip gloss because the marketer in me was like, how do I leave this client with something and have them come back after they got, after they, they've gotten married. And so that happened. And that was featured on Essence and it was featured in Sister Sister Magazine. And it's like these things that I didn't even know. This was when I still lived in Baltimore and then coming here and connecting with the brand I work with and, you know, connecting with you and you putting me on to some pretty amazing jobs as well. And, you know, it's just, there've been so many amazing things, so many amazing um, opportunities that don't feel like they were me but they were, you know, and it's just, it's been a blessing to, to be able to pivot out of the artistry side of things. Like I said, I would, I mean, I knew, I always knew that makeup artistry was research for me. The, the, the best way for me to be able to come right back around to my love of marketing, branding, telling a story, talking to a consumer, mm-hmm. to specifically a consumer is the, the behind the scenes work that I did that makes me an expert in that realm because being a consumer and understanding beauty, I feel confident in the business sense of things, but that marriage between industry and consumer understanding and marketing and branding, that's what I wanted. And I knew that the best way to get that was in New York City, 
on set, just being in it. I, I will never forget Monifa Mortis said, the learning is in the doing. Uh, and, and that for me was it. It's like, go learn it, go do it, and then use it as research. Oh, that's good. The learning is in the doing. I was, yeah, she said that to me when I was in Baltimore. I still lived in Baltimore. I've been in New York. It'll be seven years this year. And I, I, I quote her all the time. I love Manifa. Yeah, she's bomb. Yeah, she's bomb. That's really good. I really feel very heavy in the process right now in terms of like, we talk about like pivoting and like changing where we're going and what we're doing. But is there anything that in like the makeup process that you really enjoyed? And then when did you know that it was time to like kind of put down the brushes? Because I remember that call. Or actually, I think it was a voice note that you put in the group chat mm -hmm. where you're like, hi, everybody, I'm, uh, I, what did you say? I'm leaving my brushes or I'm, 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 I'm giving I my brushes away. away. Yeah, I'm giving my brushes uh, away. I'm artist that I know. You know what, more so than the act of making up was the exposure to the experiences that I was able to have as an artist. So there's one thing that sticks with me. I remember I was reaching out to people at various agencies, got this really amazing job with this amazing artist in Puerto Rico. They flew us out the whole thing and that was my first big job that I had booked literally and we're talking about just persistence like at one point the person who booked me with I, I called them to follow up on an email that I had sent and they were like I don't have time for this right now and I was like okay perfect I'll follow up in a couple of weeks have an amazing Wednesday and hung up the phone and like two days later they called me and they're like hey there's a job in Puerto Rico are you available so like that <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> the most important, the most magical thing we can do for ourselves is show up and make things happen. There is such a power in seeing yourself show up for yourself and, and, and see a result. So that was probably the biggest thing that happened for me in my career, like being flown out. The, like the first time that you recognize that persistence and talent and, you know, energy and all of those things can collide, you know, two days after they're like, girl, I want to talk to you. It's kind of big. So that was nice. <laughs> I knew that it was time to get my brushes up in March, uh, excuse me, in uh, the top of 2019. And um, I, it was so funny because I kept getting calls for all these cool jobs. And so it was so confusing because I had made this decision to do it. But I'm also, I'm a Pisces. I'm like, what did my dreams say? What should I do? Like, I'm so in the clouds. So I made the decision and then I kept getting these amazing job offers. Like the last job I did as a working artist was I was assisting an amazing artist at the Met, the last Met Gala. And it felt right. I was like, this was, this has been on my list to kind of be in the number, to be in the mix here. We are at the James. And I was like, this is, I, this is a thing that is happening to me now. And this is great. And I'm going to be finished. And so literally days later, I like washed up the brushes bought them to um, a friend of mine who was an, like an upcoming artist. And I was like, these are for you. I hit Stephanie. I was like, yo, come, the kid is packed. It's neat. It's clean. Like you take what you want. That's for you. And it was, and it, it wasn't, I knew it was right because I didn't feel anything tugging at my heartstrings. Man. I'm, okay. There's so much in that because <laughs> I'm thinking about, all right. So you talked about something that I'm so glad you brought it up. Every time you decide to make a decision to turn and to pivot and to switch, there is always the pull. You know what I mean? The pull, like, and it, and it is wild. Like, it doesn't matter what kind of switch you're making, um, whether you're going from 
corporate job to freelance, Mm -hmm. whether you're going from freelance to something, you know what I mean? To something different. It's like, or, you know what I mean? You're working as an artist and now you want to work in corporate, like whatever the switches that you've made, there will always be like a, like a counter offer that's like equal or greater than what you were already doing. It's like, are you sure? I just not make it easy every time. And it's like, I remember, cause I had honestly decided in like 2018, I was like, I was in a transitional period, I mean, personally, and I just was no longer interested in the artistry aspect of things. I was trying to figure that out, but I couldn't stop. I was like, oh, you know, like these jobs just kept coming. I'm gonna do them, why would I not do them? Especially when I don't have anything concrete lined up right now. And you're right. I mean, like you, the hardest part was just saying, girl, come get these brushes because this is the only way. If I had a kid, I would still be doing makeup. <laughs> like, let's be honest. I literally had to purge the the whole situation because if it was around, then I would have found some excuse to keep doing it. Every now and again, they call. They must. This must mean, no, no. It means you're being tested. And you keep failing, sis. Give them away. <laughs> Give them away. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Okay, so I remember when I left my my job in um, North Carolina and, and was moving to New York. And when I was leaving, the like diversity C-level executive from Cisco Systems literally was like, I think you're amazing. We should totally talk. I want to help you guide your career at Cisco. Like, mm-hmm. like what? Like, you know, like, when I tell you the pull is wild, like you're literally like, but we didn't even know each other. Like it's all a test. It's all a it's test. It's all a test. So it's like, it's literally like being able to have that conversation with her and being like, thank you. But like, mm-hmm. I'm moving to New York and like, I'm going to go work for this other company or I'm going to, it doesn't matter what it is, but it always happens. And it's like clockwork. And I feel like now, because I know it's going to happen, mm-hmm. I can um, anticipate it. You know, content, making content and creating content has always been something I've been interested in. I did it, you know, since like 2007 um, was like the the year I put like up my first video. And so I'd always made content, but I always felt like there was this like not being taken seriously by people who were like actual art. Like I'm a real artist. Like I don't share my tips and tricks on the internet or on TV. You know what I mean? And so like there was a separation between those worlds. You never made me feel silly for it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like even though I would, cause I was dabbling in it when I came to New York, like I did a little bit of it, but not a lot, you know, I would post a picture here and there, but it was still more than most of my peers. Mm -hmm. Um, Aside from you, I don't know if I had, comfort from anyone else for doing that you know what I mean because it's hard to explain now because it's not the culture now but I think that you were such a trailblazer and you know you mentioned like I have always had an understanding of how to package a brand right like that is just always something that has sort of been innately in me and so I knew that you were an amazing artist that goes without saying we connected because we were both in the industry I thought it was genius right? That you also created content for people who weren't in your seat, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you, and, and, I, and I'm a firm believer too, that the, the uh, people who are artists first and then transition into creating content because they already are experts on the subject, that makes total sense to me. I'm, and that is no shade to people who are just experts at creating content. Creating content is hard, full stop. I do not do it, full stop. It is a skill, Right. Being able to translate your expertise that you've gained in the doing, you know, in the industry into content is really genius. And I think that you were doing it even in small doses before it was the thing to do. And now I think it is just a bit um, 
the sandbox is way fuller now because to your point, people are trying to figure it out. And while they're figuring it out and while, you know, sets are closed and productions are down, you know, you want to be relevant. You want to exercise your chops, et cetera. And I get that too, but you were there early. You were like, I do this. This is what I do. Let me teach you. And that I feel like is such a natural progression. And I think that also gives people longevity because we all, we know you can do both. There was a time maybe 10 years ago, right? Where people were influencers, but couldn't do makeup on other people. So at this point, how can you really be an expert? Because I'm an expert on my face, but that doesn't translate. But the reverse is what you did. And I think that's why you are finding success. I think that's also why it was easy for me to understand that felt like the natural progression of things for you. It's like, yo, share that expertise with the world. You can tell them everything. When you show up on set and they show up on set, you still you, you the magic, you know what I mean? Like you the special sauce. So, you know, give, give them what you got, make it gorgeous, make it entertaining, be consistent, which is what you have done, you know, but it's the expert to content for me that I think makes the most sense. And that's what you have done beautifully. And you did it early. It was never a thing where I was like, girl, what you doing? Like, I, I got, I get it. <laughs> I was like, that's the move. Because if you think about even my stance on TV, my stance on pitching, everything I talked about on um, Fox, everything I talked about in Essence, everything I talk about on QVC, on, on the, the, in the work I do now is like, how do I take the expertise that I have gained through my, my research doing this and make it digestible for people who won't ever get to be in my seat or who won't be on set you know and that's what you yeah. do yeah and the and the branding I do want to dive a little bit more into that because you know I do think you have such an eye for that and you and I have I've had so many conversations about this like where you've looked at my page and been like these are the things I think you could do a little bit better like hey have you seen this page this page this is what brands are looking for like very strategic conversations it's no secret that I'm attracted to people who are smart and intelligent and like know what they're talking about but I also feel like there's just this like giving part of you where you're like I just want to share what you can do to help elevate where you're at right now like what do you think is the key for people who are looking to really like you have the eye for it. what are you looking for if, if somebody's interested in this i'm looking for the moral to the story when they come to my house right my page when they come to your page what is the tie that binds all of your content together right so is it color is it how to's is it reviews is it full looks is it single vertical moments where you just got a gang of eyes like whatever it is it needs to be there's there's like north star content right so content that you're gonna put up it's your page sometimes you might share your um talent and the looks that you've created for them but the majority of your content is going to be you showcasing how showcasing looks on yourself that's north star content right so i need to see that but in different ways also i need to see if you're going to do a beautiful look I want to see each aspect of that look broken down and then you can show me the whole look and how you got there. So it's really about what's the moral of the story for me. It's, it's about me understanding what you want me to know from this particular piece of content. Are you trying to make me excited about a thing? Are you teaching me how to use it? Um, I think that all of us have to take a look at our page, specifically content creators though, because you are creating content to tell a story. I think we have to step back and, and see if there's a, a story. What it, because otherwise you're creating content and throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks. Or are you taking me on a journey? Uh, so that's really important to me. The, uh, the quality of content is important, right? Like, do it, does it all look like you? 
right? You think about a Sam Fine, there is not a face that you would see that you don't know is, is done by him. It's a calling card, right? His work looks like his work. Does your content look like your content even when it's being repurposed on a whole other page? Part of it is what the person who's following you wants. Part of it is what you want to tell them. And you got to get mm. in the middle, you know? You got to listen, but you also have to be in a position where you are the boss. And, but, but that requires that you know that brand story, you know that brand voice, you know what you want to say, and then you figure out what they want from you so that you can say what you want to say, how they want to hear it. What would you call that? Like a brand strategist? Is that a brand strategist? That's what I, professionally, that's what I do. I work in brand strategy and education. And it, it's very much that. It's sort of stepping back and being like, if we have like pieces of a pipe, right? That's literally what I do is pieces of a pipe. It's all disconnected. We eventually want to connect this pipe and have water flow. Right. That's what I want to do. So I have six pieces. And so what I do with the story is put it together so that the water flows as easily as possible through that story. I don't yeah. need to, make a, you know, twisty turn. Like I need to come here, down, boom. And so that is the work that I enjoy doing. That's the work I love to do. And when I'm looking at people's content, that's what I'm looking for. Like, what's that flow giving? You know, how easy is it to understand what you're trying to tell me? Because we have to understand it's a tiny piece of real estate and we swipe for a living. That's what we do. So when nobody is fully engaged because they're fully engaged, you got to grab them. For me, like the most authentic way for, to like go about content was for me to like do things like lives. And although I know it's a very long format, like for me, it was just the easiest format because I was like, I'm always on the go. I'm very off the cuff. Like that's kind of the way that I communicate. Right. So it felt very natural to do that. Yeah. But for other people, they're like, oh my God, no, it has to be curated. You know right. what I mean? It has to have this, like, to them, that is exciting. The, the yeah. curation of the whole, you know, of the whole thing. Well, for me, it's more of like brand strategies to me is also like taking a look at what everything looks like and being like, okay, like, how do we market you? Like, mm -hmm. as you like, not like, I mean, maybe you want to change who you are, but to be honest, like, I mean, in my opinion, just the level of content that needs to be created right now, I think the best thing to do is to just go with being you. And just amplify that because it's just too exhausting. Yeah. It's what you said. And, and, you know, authenticity, man, like that is always the answer. It is always best to show up as yourself. One, you can sustain it, right? Like to your point, that's an everyday thing. You got to put something up on them Insta webs, on your uh, specifically Insta webs every single day. You got to put something up with some sort of consistency on that YouTube, you know, what, whatever platform. And I remember, you know, hearing this secondhand about something that Eva Chen said, it needs to be what happens naturally in your life. Even with me, I'm not a content creator by any sense of the word, right? But like, I get flowers every week. I'm gonna throw them up. It's fun for me. It's not work for me. It's not hard for me. You know, if I'm in the kitchen, if I'm, you know, like, and in your, in your case, if you're getting the box, unbox it and let us in. Because what people also want more than ever is authenticity on their stories authenticity on their Instagram. Nobody's life is perfect. We're all very much fanning the flames and the smoke from the dumpster fire that was 2020. All of us. Mm -hmm. I don't desire to see something beautiful that doesn't feel authentic. Now, if it is beautiful and also authentic, then perfect. Congratulations. <laughs> but you, you, I think that you using lives as a vehicle has been instrumental in you building a community because they can connect to you directly, not to the perfect version of you in your timeline. They like that part too, but it's like, it's a, it's, it's a recipe. It's a balance. Mm -hmm. It's not to say you don't want to see quality because you do, sure. but you want to see like humanity. You can produce content that you can connect to. 
And the reverse is also true. Produce content that just looks sterile. You don't want that. It can be beautiful and also impactful and real. Yeah, for sure. What do you think people should look for in a brand strategist? Like in terms of like resume, because I like to check the fruit on the tree. I know you're like that too. And I think it's really important that we, you know, amplify the voices of people that have the experience because, um, you know, you get places a lot faster when you work with experts. So what do you think? Yeah. What do you think people should be looking for? And are you taking personal clients right now? (laughs) I love that question. You see how, you see how she gets me together, friends, when y'all see this. Yeah. That's the first one about what to look for. I think that a brand strategist on a personal level, if you're trying to grow your business, should serve as a roadmap, right? You have an idea of where you want to go, right? But if you step outside and you get into your car and you just drive, not only is it going to take you longer, but you have no direction. We're talking about driving with no GPS. We're talking about driving with no roadmap. We're talking about getting in the car, putting it in drive and going forward, which is what lots of people do. And right now, in a time where everything is is different and new and where there is no path because businesses are closing, customer behavior is changing. There's so many things ebbing and flowing. We're all in that driver's seat trying to figure out whether or not it's left or right. A brand strategist should give you a roadmap, right? There is work that you have to do, right? Like I can tell you, I can put the address that you told me you wanted to go to Kansas. I'm going to put that into the GPS and then I'm going to map out the ways that you can get to Kansas. Right. But you got to make the the lefts and the rights. And so I think that you need to connect yourself with somebody who understands that it is their responsibility to guide you in the direction of your dreams. I think you also have to connect yourself with somebody who is willing to tell you the deadline is the 12th, bro. Like in order for us to get you to Topeka, (laughs) by March the 1st, you have to do, you got to turn right when I tell you to, and you got to turn left when I tell you to. So it's one part guide and it's another part accountability partner, right? Like that, I can't do the work for you because I'm very busy exhausting myself with like (laughs) my brain going a mile a minute because there's so many ideas in my head and I'm grateful for it. But it's like brand strategists give you ideas, give you uh, a roadmap and then hold you accountable to the stops that they tell you that you should be taking. And so that's what I think you should look for. Um, That's how I handle it. And I think also it's nice when people have experience um, both in corporate and small businesses too. Don't think it has to be mandatory. I think you can find somebody who's a dynamo and works specifically with small businesses. And I think there are benefits there. Uh, The beauty of the experiences that I've been able to have, I, I use, I still use like resources. I'm on the edge of my seat. Did you even notice? I'm just like, I like every time you talk, Danielle, I'm just like, I don't even mean to interrupt you. I just looked at myself. I'm like, how long have I been sitting with? I love it. I love that. I love that. Uh, I was talking about my first corporate job. I was a marketing manager and that really hasn't, it's kind of connected to what I do presently, but I work in a smaller environment now that's very much like startup in terms of size, but you know, there, there are things I pull from that corporate experience all the time. And that's why I think it's useful to work in corporate. I think it's useful to work in a startup or small business. I think it's useful to have experience working with one-on-one clients because the small business client is just a little bit different than corporate for a number of reasons. But there are really amazing things that you can pull from corporate because lots of times small business clients are so passionate about the art 
or the service that they provide that they don't have as much connection to the business required to really scale it or to really blow it up. Um, so yeah, that I think you should, I think it's really great if someone has a mix of experience at various levels, corporate, startup. I've had some of the most amazing experiences and learning um, curves in a startup environment though, because there is no path. The current role that I'm in now, I, look, I, I interviewed in the founder's um, apartment in her living room and we have worked together for some time. And so being able to be in a business at every step of the way really does arm you with kind of knowledge for every level of businesses. And so, and also when I was in Baltimore, I did some small business consulting as well. So, you know, just someone who has a mix of experience across various industries and across various levels of business, I think is useful because then I can speak to, they can speak to rather what it feels like to be a, um, a solopreneur, what it feels like to have a team of three and, you know, enough jobs for 20 people, but three people are making it happen. And also what it's like to be on a corporate level where there's so much structure that there are certain things I'm still taking from my corporate experience and using in, my, in the small business experience that I'm having now and also with one-on-one -on -one clients as well. Get you a guide. You need like a GPS, somebody who can tell you where to go. Get you a guide. Get you somebody Get who knows what's going on. Get you somebody who can treat you well, girl. Yeah, and hold you accountable. <laughs> I hold you accountable. You have to, deadlines, man, they, they not made up. <laughs> so you are taking personal clients? Yes, I would love to work <laughs> new clients. I actually am um, just finalizing some details um, on just my new website. And I'm, I'm always excited about working with small, um, small businesses and sharing what I know. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that they're so lucky to have you. I mean, you're an idea person. Like if anybody, I don't know anybody who has more ideas than you. Like you have so many ideas. I'm like, it's what I'm like, Danielle, you should be paid just to just sit and just think and just tell people. I would love that. Yeah. Like, cause you just, you're thinking so like clearly about where someone can go with what they already have. And like, you know, it's, it's more tailored to what their strength is. I've made some decisions personally within like you know, just team choices that have been very specific to like, I have to make sure that I'm aligned with people who know that uh, pitching is important. Like, you know, when did Sam Fine's video come out? I know we were talking about him a lot, but when I did his video come out? With Logan. I got one signed. I was literally pregnant with Lo. She'll be 11 in March. Oh, I love that. So yeah. Her. So, right. So the video came out, like he was marketing himself at a very like, high level with the video and like you know and before that he had his book like these types of like investments like that's the level of marketing that we have now like people can open up instagram and see your book you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. so you know we have the opportunity to do that and i just i feel like i just don't think instagram i don't think brand strategy is something that's optional anymore yeah. Um, I, whether you're building a, you know, makeup brand or beauty brand or whatever, or you're building your personal brand. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you and I talked about this a lot. Like it's important to make sure that you understand the, the, the importance of investing in like your brand, like you outside of the company, as well as like what you can do with a company. Absolutely. I feel like it's the time is now to figure out how you can do more than one thing, be more than one place, create more than one story, um, and really just just create more than one stream for yourself, whatever that looks like. 
you know, to the in terms of the Sampan example, he was in the game 20 years before that DVD. He had that book years before that DVD and still at that level of art, art, art artistry. And even now he's working with, you know, A-list clients. It is not enough to have a passive um, situation where you're creating work and putting it up and being like, they don't come. They might come. But like, I don't really want to live in a space where I'm like, this is here if you want it. <laughs> no, no. I want to be like, this is here in your inbox with a story. So should we run it? Do you feel that? I think that we're connected now. Like, that's what I want. I want to actively be in the place that, that I need to be in so that people can see what I provide. And I want that for small businesses. I want that for artists. You know, I, I, I know what it's like to get a call where somebody's like, oh, love that. Great idea. We're running it on this day and this day. I want that for everybody, <laughs> you know? And it's what we're already doing. It's what they're already doing regardless of what the industry looks like, regardless of the changes that are happening, you know, like people are still looking for stories to run during COVID. It's just different. That doesn't mean that the opportunities aren't there. They're just different. And you yeah. got you to show up differently. Give your talent direction with brand strategy and Danielle Lewis. <laughs> you know, it's right though. You know, it's true. <laughs> Thank you so much, Danielle. Is there like, is there anything else that you're wanting to promote right now or anything that you're working on? I mean, obviously, you know, I'm always, you know, I, I care about everything you're doing. I love it. <laughs> so no, at this point, I am just sort of leaning into really acknowledging what my strengths are, really leaning into those in a big way and living and learning, you know, but I, I am just so proud of you. And, you know, I, I just am constantly inspired by you i'm so glad that we connected and had this talk me too me too i'm really i'm excited man i mean th these gems are just something that i feel like in terms of us knowing each other and the way that we're connecting with each other i it's such a special time because we're in it and we're doing it versus yep. like talking about what we did you know what i mean and, and and having it be like a minute like i feel like we went you know deep as as well as wide with our relationship and friendship and i'm just excited that we get a chance to share this and and i really you know i believe in you so much i know that there's so much going to happen with you it's happening with you right now and it's going to continue to happen with you in the future so thank you for making the time my pleasure thank you so much bro <laughs> all right my love thank you thank you so much for listening to it takes a village be sure to check out the show notes for more details on how to follow and connect with danielle lewis it Takes a Village was produced by Tanny Productions. The team includes Britt Robbins, Delisha Dixon, and Maria Verhel Dejos. Our theme music is by B Nick. If you like this conversation, subscribe right now so you don't miss our next episode coming to you very soon. Follow us on Instagram at Delina Medhin Presents, where you'll see and hear more clips from the podcast that didn't make it into the episode. And follow me at Delina Medhin. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.